Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to gently wander into their life. This week, my guest is Rhys Stevenson, who is an actor and also a TV presenter on CBBC. You may also know him from Strictly, where he just missed out on the final last year, which in my book is pretty much nearly winning. Rhys is passionate about children's well-being and is an ambassador for one of my favourite charities, Place to Be a children's mental health charity that provides support in schools. This is, yeah. which seems like it'll be actually relatively quiet compared to lots of stuff we've dealt with. Because yeah. I think mm. we've got out, you know, outside, you've got like planes, everything to deal with. But this is quite, this is all right, isn't it? This is really quite nice. Oh, do you mind if I put these away in my bag quickly? Yeah, sure. Just realise that. I was like, why am I struggling to hear you? And then I thought, oh. AirPods. Cool. <laughs> do you have it on the? Are you someone that has it on the silence thing? Do you have the ones where it like cancels the noise? Or do you have no, I think I put like the basic ones. So I don't think nah. they can do that yet. Which I would, I would love to have those ones because when it's I'm on game the game changer in the gym, I would I would want that mainly for when I'm on the underground oh, and it's yeah. like that screeching and you can't <laughs> hear anything. And that's so why yeah. I start doing that thing where like ch- that children do when they yeah, cover yeah, their yeah, ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look like I'm not liking like the screech. I'm like I just want to hear yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to have this. Uh, just want to hear the stompcast. Yes, the stompcast. Yes, good man. Good man. Mm. Reese, welcome to the Stompcast. Ideally, we want you to get you out of the underground stomping, but yeah. we're here today. And where are we? We are in Peel Park. So, this is near Salford Crescent in this kind of area. Uh, so, you've got Salford University, which is just around there somewhere. I don't know why I'm pointing. It's a podcast. But um, yeah, it's a really lovely park. But I've actually not walked around much. So, I'm kind of discovering it along with you. Because in Manchester, there are so many amazing parks. I come from Romford. So, we have our little parks and stuff, but Manchester seems to have so many amazing choices of these parks that you can tell people take pride and look after. It is beautiful here, isn't it? It's and gorgeous. And actually, before we can go any further, let's see if we do a bit of ASMR on everyone. Can you guys hear this? That's the sound of a stream. I love the sound of a stream. Can you hear that? I love that sound, <laughs> which also means that hopefully we'll have a little bit of smell of freshly cut grass as well, which is mm. beautiful. So you, so you like to explore new parks? Is, it, is that part of you? Like, I mean, we're going to come into your life and what you've been up to. Mm. But I can tell you're someone who likes, you know, you like to trod the path less trodden. Is that the right one? It's wrong way. Yeah, like, like the path I mean. less trodden. I get what you mean. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, I, I wasn't a big walker um, when I was growing up. So in Romford and stuff, I didn't do much of that. Like, I'd, I'd walk with mates and stuff, but I wouldn't look for a park to just walk. For me, walking was to get to a destination. I'm not walking as the main event. And then when I moved up to Manchester, um, I didn't know anyone, so I did a lot of just walking around mm. just to get out and not be in a room all day. Because I used to stay in this one r- room and I thought, I could stay in here all day and not do anything. Yeah. I thought, this is really bad. So I, I thought, let me get out and go for a walk for an hour or so. I'd take a book with me. I'd go I'd sit in a park, read on the bench for a while, walk around a bit and then come back home. And I felt really good. I didn't feel, I felt like I'd interacted with the world. So I got into the idea of walking about, finding the park, and then 
when I'd have the off days, like a day off from CBBC and I wasn't doing anything, um, I'd go for a walk. And I thought, at least if I've done that, I've contributed with the day in some kind of way. And then, it's like that, what, that Park Life song where it's like, I get up, feed the birds, and something, something about, you talk about how he's contributed to society or something. And it, that's kind of how I was. So I kind of got into that vibe of finding new parks and walking around. And there's one near me called Liver Park, I believe, L-I-V-A. And I just go there all the time when, I, when I've got the time. When I've got like a free day and I've not got anyone to see and it's bliss, just take that time for myself and just enjoy it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about, because kind of you've touched a little bit there on, I guess, if I'm okay to say that, like almost a feeling of loneliness. Mm. And I think when it's easy sometimes to, when you feel like you're not that connected with people around you, like, oh, who do I know? I've got no one to hang around with today. Or for whatever reason, you might have a loose day. It's easy just to sit inside and almost wallow in that. Yeah. Whereas actually what you describe is like getting outside getting in touch with nature, actually you know, doing something creative, which reading is, you know, mm. you're creating that imagination of whatever it is, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, whatever, and you're sitting around people. And in a way, that gives you some sense of connection. It really does. And, and actually, creativity is a brilliant way to combat loneliness because you're, in a way, you're making connection with yourself, which mm. is, you, you should have, at the end of the day, the one person you're going to spend the most time with is yourself. Yeah, I mean, living... So I live alone, and when I moved up to Manchester, one of the... That was actually what allowed me to learn to be in my own skin and actually enjoy being alone and realising the difference between being lonely and just being alone. Yes. So I would have a lot of time. So the whole thing about being in the room by myself, sometimes I was quite content just being in a room by myself. But I thought that's not good for my health though. Like I need to, this is how people become recluse and like stay in forever and never leave. So I was like, let me go out and still interact with the world or people. So sometimes I go to like a cafe and sit and read. And even though I'm not with anyone, there's people around me and it's, it's almost like being alone together in a way. And so I'm like, well, there are people here. It's cool. I'm, I'm still part of society and what's going on. Do you try and say hello to people? Uh, I can imagine mm, you're someone that's pretty friendly. You're saying I hello am to people. friendly, but you know what? I'm still very kind of London at the same time, but I won't, I won't necessarily go up and say hello to someone myself. But if someone came up to me, I'll like be like, brighten up and give them everything uh, so I'm always, I'm always very shy I always think I'm bothering people it's also like my friends will sometimes have a go at me if I'm not called them my mum especially and I always think I'm bothering people when I call but if someone's calling me whatever I'm doing I'll drop Love it and we'll talk it's so, not weird but why do why are we so weird as humans I always think about this you mentioned about the tube and, and we were talking before about you know just noise and things and when the tube there's all this distraction noise you just want to cut it all out mm. but also there's this element of like we sit on tubes particularly in London uh, and there is so many people on that tube. How often is it that we actually speak to any of the human beings for oh, just about half an hour talking? In fact, it's never. almost it's almost worse than breaking. A, it's a criminal act almost. I say I say all the time. I say to friends, I'm like, oh, on the tube, it's like illegal to show emotion, especially joy. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you can cry just about if you're really sad. You, you can, can cry. cry, but it's got to be like silent, painful tears yeah. where it's like it's dripping down your face, like. In, in, a, in an Oscar-worthy kind of style. It's the only kind of crown that's acceptable. And then if, if you're lucky, someone might give you a tissue. That's yeah. the basic... And like, if you faint, someone will grab your ankles the, and just... They will. But that's the thing, like, every, on the underground, people pretend... I always say people pretend like no one else exists. No one likes to acknowledge anyone's there or show any amounts of joy unless a dog comes on. Ah. Then it all changes. Then it's allowed. Yeah, well, I remember a dog came on once and it was a massive thing, like a bear. And he came on and he went up to a woman I was nudging her and she started smiling, she started stroking it. Everyone else was like, you know, smiling at the dog. And then the dog, then he left her, went to the woman next to her and nudged her for a stroke. And I was like, oh, 
And then he came up to me, did the same thing, and I stroked him. But I was the first one to pull away before he walked. So ah. I pulled away and he kept nudging, I'm not done. I'm, oh, sorry. And, and carried on. on. <laughs> and we all laughed about it on the tube. And I was like, that's cool. Um, and then another thing happened once where a guy, it was a packed tube. So all the seats were taken. There was a guy standing up, woman opposite him. And he just went, oh, I'm sorry. I've just got to ask, are you single? And everyone went, ah, oh, like, really? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not the girl. And we all went, he's shooting his shot. And you could just feel like, you know, we could see everyone else bulging their eyes like, oh. And what she, but no one looks at each other. Like, no one, no like, one looked at each other. Everyone just no looked to the moves. floor. But you could sense it. And, and the girl went, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. And he went, oh, that's fine. But they carried on having a conversation. Oh. It was really pleasant. He so he went he for the, the hoop. He, was there. He, had the, he, had the, he had the basketball. He, had the, he was shooting shot and he could see it dropping towards the hoop. And yeah. alas, it hit the rim and bounced off. Oh, and like everyone just, there was a woman, there was an older woman opposite me. And she just had such a look of pride on her face as if like, yes. That's how it should be done. Good man. It's like, good, good man, man, shoot the shot. You miss 100% of the ones you don't take. So it was cool. So, no, sometimes on the underground you get those moments. But usually, yeah, it's like, don't talk, keep silent. And that's what I'm always telling my friends um, up here as well. Because my, my girlfriend Beth is from Manchester and she's very friendly and she loves to speak to people. And she'll like, walk around London and she'll, she'll just say random stuff to strangers. And I'm like, why are you doing that? She goes, I'm being friendly. I'm like, yeah, it's just... She sounds like producer Charlie. She's like that as yeah, well. She's always chatting to everyone. Loves Got to chat up. to people. Um, she once walked... When um, we was walking into an apartment once and the guy was coming out with uh, an electric scooter and she just went, that's cool, to him. And he looked at her really weird and just kept walking, didn't say anything. <laughs> and she was like what and i went why did you say that went, it was cool and i wanted them to know i was like he doesn't it's good to say things i think it is, it's nice it is, do you it think is. someone's got nice i don't know if you're like oh they got a nice jacket or something i think it's really nice to say because you know when you make that person stay just saying do you know what mate you look i love that outfit you're wearing or you look great in that or you know anything anything nice i do love doing that actually i'm a fan of kind of like if someone's got a jacket on or a shirt or it's got like a a picture of something that i'm a fan of and so i'll be like love that shirt and i'll keep walking he'll be like thanks man and it's like those little moments are those moments are great. Like you can, you have those all the time down. So I make I make London sound like it's a miserable place. It's not, but I just feel like people are very shy. It's just different that attitude. But I think it's nice to break it. Do you know what? Actually, there's a guy I'm absolutely in love with, and Troy Hawk. Have you seen him on Instagram? And he goes, he goes, he, where people he goes and stands outside like Waitrose or whatever, and he he says he's from the Greeters Guild, and he goes like shoulders back and smash it, get in there, and he will say some see some walking up and say, Madam, your dress is floral elegance, and I'm certain that you're like wonderful or whatever. I don't know, I'm making it. But he just has like this. It's just amazing because people are so shocked that someone says hello to them. Yeah. And and it's just I just love. It. He's like shoulders back, get in there and smash it. I love it. I kind of, there's something about just, just be nice to people around us, chat to people. I think we need to bring that back a bit, you know, just I say do. hello. I think part of it is because people always think now that they're being sold something. Or I think, I think sometimes now we're in this world where people think that you can't get something for free. So if, someone's, yeah. if someone comes up and stops you for a chat you don't know, you instantly think, oh, they want money from me. They want to talk to me about some course, something, 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 something. And they're like, I've got no time for it. I just don't want to do it. But whereas if you're there just going like, I just want to say, you look really great. Yeah. And they go like, and oh, you're not, it's not, you're not asking for recipro reciprocation or anything like that. You're just saying, like, I think you look great or just want to say, like, you've got a lovely smile, whatever. It's just nice. Yeah, I don't want you. You don't have to say something nice to me. I just want to give you that and walk on. That's, that's all. And um, I think people struggle with that concept anymore of just giving to give yeah, and then moving on. Yeah, they always feel they've got to give something back. Now, before we go any further, because we've dived right in, and I want to talk to you a little bit about 
because we've got a few connections actually, but we're going to come on to that in a minute. I want to first start off because we do something called the five senses mm. on this podcast. So we go through the five senses to give people a real kind of concept of where we are, what the time of year is, because you'd be listening. You could be out on your morning stomp right now or afternoon cool. stomp, and it could be winter listening to the episode. Mm. So we're going to give you context. Cool. So let's go through the five sen- senses. What can you see? Right. Well, at the moment, I see just grass, like wild grass, green trees, roses. Really red flowers, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, those are really red. No, a ro- I don't know what they are, but they're gorgeous. Well, are they producer Charlie? Do you um, know? Are they in your producer notes? Berries. berries. Oh, berries. Oh, now berries. now I'm closer. Those, just in I case. Do. No, let's not. But loads of berries there. The kind of only things that you'd see in summer. Uh, the bluest of skies, no clouds at all. There's not a cloud. I can see some kind of, there's some kind of apartments and stuff from the horizon yeah, yeah, yeah. around this park. Is it, this is set amongst kind of, I guess, well, it's by University of Salford, so mm-hmm. I guess University ta- land. I wonder if there's some, these might be student accommodation. I don't know. Really. It looks kind of, it looks like it, but then again, it looks almost too, some of them look too nice to be student yeah. accommodation. Not to, I mean, definitely not the kind of student accommodation I was living in. No. Was, <laughs> no. I can tell you that for sure. But it's a, and we're on a kind of, Right now, we can see ahead of us. We've got like gravelly path. Yeah, probably gravelly path. Um, the gra- do you know what here actually? The grass is actually still quite green. And down in London, everything is like burnt at the moment, isn't is it? it? Is the, yeah, like all the grass is quite yellow, so it's quite nice to see green grass around. No, us. it's very. I, you know, I wonder if that's because of the rain as well. Though we get quite, it was raining a lot. A I'm few not going to lie. I think I was looking it up, and Manchester rains on average over 200 days of the year, yes. which is too, which is over. <laughs> It's stupid. Which is over the amount that I kind of like. And I'm not knocking Manchester, and I love, you know, I'm from Wales. We yeah. know rain. We, we, we know rain. Mm. But it does rain a lot up here. Oh, it does. It does. No, I, I'm, I agree with you. I came, we came back after the tour, and we went to places like Eastbourne or whatever, which are like, I was like, there are palm trees here in the UK. I didn't <laughs> know that existed. Go to uh, Torquay. Like, There's palm trees in Torquay. Torquay was lovely. Um, like, uh, Bath. Gorgeous, oh, felt like I was in Rome. Lovely, yeah. And then we came back, came back to Manchester. Like, oh, I've missed home, and it rained for like four days straight. And I went, Oh, come on, Manchester, it's August. Oh, let's happened? stop for a second because we're on the sound section. I might as well jump into that. Can you hear that, producer Charlie? Let's try it. We're, had, we're actually in the bushes here, hunting for the sound. What is that? Oh, you're joking. I thought it was something oh. exotic. There are herons in there. Herons nest in here. Bird lovers, can you tell us? I think that's right. I think that is a pigeon. What, what Come on, switches. What other, what other sounds can we hear? Um, well, before we were hearing, like, was it grass, grass cutters? And yeah, stuff? strimmer. Strimmers. And you can kind of, like, can... you, do a bit, you do a bit of feet stuff and I'll get it. Oh, yeah. we're getting a bit of ASMR. That's a nice little gravel sound. That's actually. a nice sound. Right, sound. Uh, touch or feel? Um, so, well, there's the leaves, which are quite, quite rough now. Which they're I guess quite is, dry actually. Yeah, really, really dry. Because it's not actually not raining Manchester for a few days, and when that happens, everything freaks out. Um, not, I don't know. Well, the air. What I can feel about the air is really the air is really not too dry, but it's it quite dry nice. Today. It's not humid today. No, it's it feels not. quite dry. It's quite as dry. in like you're not like when it's close or whatever. Mm. Okay, and then what else have we got? We've got smell. Yeah. We can't smell cut grass at the moment, we've gone the wrong direction. I'm, but. I'm just really grateful that I can smell because yeah. usually my hay fever is oh. outrageous this year. Oh, but it's okay. been the best it's ever been and I can't believe it. Have you noticed a difference from being down south with hay fever up here? Have you um, noticed a difference in your hay fever if you think about it? No, because so early on when I was down south, I started getting that injection. Yes. And so I did it for about six years until 
strictly and I met yeah. with their doctor and the doctor told me to stop doing it. Yeah. She said, it's not great long term. No, not really. And I was gutted because I thought, <laughs> I was like, what's worth it? Like possible fra bone fractures yes. or not sneezing? So you literally like, on steroids. But yeah, okay, wow. so I did a sensible yes. thing. So this is my first year not doing it. But what I did was a, friend's, a friend of mine, his, his mum is a, a homeopath. And so he was like, maybe you should try it. And I was like, look, I'll try anything. So I got those and I got tablets and I got nasal spray and I've used them all. And for whatever reason, I'm not saying what's working, but it's great so well, far. Well, it's, it's interesting, okay? So different parts of the country have different types of pollen and mm. obviously amount of pollen, so the pollen count. So yeah. we know that certain times of the year, basically through spring, summer, and kind of before autumn, it's really, really quite bad. Mm. And during the winter months, obviously, we've got less pollen. What's really interesting is people often think the countryside is going to be worse than the city. But a lot yeah. of times, cities where there is a particular lot of pollution, the pollen is basically stronger and more, it basically causes way more irritation. I was looking up this, I was looking oh. this up before because I was trying to look at why people in the city still have a lot of hay fever and, mm. and, and basically obviously it, pollen, we worry about you know, the grass trees and so on. Yeah. Essentially in the city, they're just basically like pollen on steroids and therefore it causes more irritation. And also when you're in polluted spaces, your airways are less effective at basically getting rid of the pollen. So it allows it to sit there and cause more irritation, which is kind of scary. Oh my gosh. Well, this makes sense because the worst, I, I, one of the worst times I ever remember having it, I was in London, yeah. city centre, like Oxford Circus, yeah. and I was dying and I went, yeah. I can't see Hyde any Park. trees. Walk around Hyde Park with uh, on a really you know on the time of year we've got lots of pollen and people can really find it bad around oh, there it was rough, awful. rough. But then I come yeah and you're right I come here sometimes it's not as bad as I'm expecting yeah. it to be um so it, 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 it is weird I, and I, I agree with you there's different parts of pollen around the, around the country and stuff that kind of affects you uh, whenever I go to Jamaica never have it yeah just, just not a yeah. thing um so it's really, it's weird. Cause my mum's stuff is bad with it as well. And again, Jamaica, totally fine. But here, yeah. or, you know, even, like when I went to Italy as well, I, I got it. Our it's pollen weird. count's very high in the UK. And yeah, the, the kind of type of pollen we have generally causes quite a lot of hay fever. Let's talk about taste. Mm. Um, and I, I hope as everyone's listening to this and you're stomping away, that you're, you're doing it as well. Cause it's great, you know, Five Sense is fantastic for grounding. And what we're trying to do this podcast is ground people, get mm. people moving, calm anxiety, reduce, you know, worry and things. And, and these, these grounding techniques you can use any time of day and they can be really effective. So let's talk about taste. What can you taste? Can you taste anything? This is a weird thing. I don't know if I can taste anything. I, I, I can, I'm feeling the air on my tongue. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it feels nice. It doesn't feel, you know, polluted or that any fumes or anything like that. So I can't, mm. you know, taste any of that. So it's just can't taste any fresh. pollen on your tongue. No, I can't taste any <laughs> pollen on my tongue. I mean, if it is, I'm ignoring it. I don't know how I'm doing it. So if you're listening and you're having a cup of coffee while walking, just really focus in on the taste of the coffee. What is it like? Mm. You know, is it warm? Is it cold? You know, do you like the, the type of coffee bean that they've used or whatever just really like so much of life can pass you by if you don't just harness it. i mean we go for a, we have a coffee on a walk which is i'm talk about stomping toolkit in a minute because it's just like it's something really nice that we enjoy but you've got to kind of hone in on it and actually just think what is it like to drink coffee yeah what is it about you like what is it in the taste that you're enjoying and that also really helps ground you because when you're thinking about the taste of your coffee you're not worrying about something else right i'd love to talk to you now about your stomping toolkit okay so uh, each week we talk to our guests about the stomping toolkit. It's basically the three essential things you must have when you're out on your little walk. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so, backpack. I feel really weird when I go anywhere without a backpack. I feel like I just, 
it's like, you know, the equivalent of like, you know, so, like certain, certain people, like I always have, like, my, have my personal, you never know what's going to happen. My backpack just has all the essentials. Um, so I have the backpack, but the main two things apart from that are my phone and my earphones yeah. because I love to listen to stuff. And one of, my, one of the biggest things I would do is I'd go for a walk and I'd just put on gospel music and just walk. Wow. And it's like, I, do, I think it's, for me, I think it's the closest I, I really feel to God when I'm like doing my daily in my daily life. I don't always get to do it. Um, and I haven't been able to do it for a while, actually, with everything that's been going on. But when I've had my quiet times, I'd go out, put it on, play some music and just walk. And I'm just, I'm just gone for, for a good hour and a half. And it's the most, it's so, it's so brilliant because I feel, like I said, when I've got a day where I've not got anything on, I do that and I feel like I've done something worthwhile mm-hmm. for me, at least. So, do you find, do you find that the, when you're, you're listening to gospel music, does it take you away from where you are or does it immerse you further into where you are, if that makes sense? I would, you know what? I think it immerses me further in. Mm. I think it heightens um, my awareness of what's going on. Because um, obviously, yeah, some people do it for escape. And I think I do that with secular music. So mm. if I'm into pop music, rap music, whatever, that I escape into like whatever music video in my head I'm starring in or whatever. But when it's gospel music, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always every like my the favorite songs I like to listen to. There's there's a there's a musical sequence I'm playing in my head right now. What's your favorite tune? What is your favorite? Like, I, um, a, I love listening to. So I love listening to um, "Let's Go Crazy" by Prince. Okay, yeah, 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 that. yeah, and, like, yeah. This was before, and this is yeah, yeah. you know, but um, before like Strictly Come Dance was even a thing when I was just a fan <laughs> of it. I used to imagine what it'd be like to dance to that song on that. I don't know why, it was just where my head went. Cause I was like, what other scenario would I be dancing to this, that show? So oh. I would, I used to play Let's Go Crazy a lot. That's um, cool. But um, with gospel music, it's more like, if I was going through something, and the thing about gospel music is it was always, it's, I think it's meant to do that. It's meant to make you kind of come into contact with who you are and mm. to kind of look critically and think critically about your situation. And it's almost, it's quite therapeutic for me. So um, I remember there was one time I was like, I was like just dealing, I was just dealing with stuff. And um, what, one of the lyrics he said was, uh, what, I, what I confess you will cover and where I lack you'll provide or something like that. And it was just, it was just what I needed to hear in that moment. I was like, oh, and I just kept listening to that same bit over and over. And it's just, a, it just centers me. So yeah, I think it, it actually heightens what I'm going through, yeah. but in a good way. It's like, I can feel everything. And I love that. Sometimes I like to play sad music just to feel sad. I don't know why. It's just a, and it's not like a, it's not a weird thing. It's not like a, a, a depressed mm. thing, but sometimes you just want to feel emotion. But isn't emotion like it all, I think in many ways we glorify certain emotions, mainly happiness slash joy. Mm. And we alienate emotions or think very badly of emotions like, and even suppress emotions such as sadness mm. and, or, you know, just, just feeling, and then like a really deep state of emotion, I guess. And, and it's, it's really silly because actually all of our emotions are important. They're there for a reason. It very much is almost like a transfer of your energy, yeah. isn't it? Emotion. And we shouldn't be alienating areas of it. And I think we shouldn't be harnessed, trying to focus, sorry, all the time. We shouldn't be focusing all the time on happiness and trying to be happy. Mm. And sometimes you do need to go for a walk, put a bit of a dell on or whatever it is yeah. and feel sad because sometimes you are sad about things. And when you're sad about something, let yourself be sad, especially yes. as being a man. For some reason, men f- feel like 
well, I think probably because society tells them, feel mm. they shouldn't be sad. Get up, get on with it. Mm. But actually, you're not actually dealing with that if you're doing that. No. If, you, if you've got an energy within you that needs to come out and it's sadness, if you just bury it, you're not going to deal with it. It's going to get worse. Whereas if you allow it to get outside, have a walk, put some music on, cry, laugh, whatever you need to do with the sadness to get it out, that's what you need to do. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a real disease on, on men that, that thought that they can't feel anything but joy or arrogance or pride. Well, anger. You know? It seems well, to be okay. Anger, anger, anger's anger fine. Is like a anger's like macho. That's the macho sadness, yeah. you know, which is If you're awful. sad, just beat things up. Just throw things at the floor or, or exactly whatever. But, that, but anger is a different thing. And anger actually can be very unhealthy. Sometimes you need to be angry, right? Yeah. It's part of it. Even part of grief is, is anger. And that's an emotion as well. So we shouldn't alienate it. But it's not the entirety of dealing with bad things as no, anger. No, no, no. There's, there's righteous anger. Anger's how, you know, certain things get changed anger is what changed things like you know sexism and racism allow people to be where they are now and like without that kind of anger good things won't come of it so anger is an incredibly important and useful emotion they've taught us all this though in inside out i mean if you've seen inside out the pixar disney pixar film it highlights everything about this about all those emotions and and the, the reason why you should you should feel sadness as well as happiness like they are all so important to the human experience you can't alienate one from the other because it's just not it's just not being human and so much of it is we've got it and i'm glad you mentioned that because i mean inside out i guess you know hopefully a lot of young people are seeing and see whatever and i think it's very important that what we show young people is instilling in them the right understanding of emotions and giving them emotional literacy and mm. i mean you know you know you know from your workplace to be and you know obviously be presented this year the place to be awards and mm. you know you understand in yourself how important how vital in fact how essential it is for young people growing up and mm. you know I'm, I'm publishing my book a better day on september the 15th so if anyone know this goes out it'll be out or coming out soon and i wrote that book because i believe that every child has the right to understand how to look after their mental, the physical, the emotional health. Mm. It's a right, and we should be giving them the right tools, not misleading them, or taking them down the wrong paths, or putting like society's expectations of like, men must just be angry when they're sad. Mm. How dare you show sadness? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is one of the biggest reasons why I love being part of Place to Be, and I'm proud of it, because I always say that every, every child just deserves to have a childhood that they can look back on and be proud of and, yeah. and, and enjoy, because you only get that once, and you know, you get some, you know, you'll get some people who might not have had that. And then when they, you kind of see it sometimes in child stars, you know, on television where they didn't have that. All they did was work. And then when they become adults, they kind of fall off the rails and yeah. try and have that child that they didn't get. But it becomes corrupted by the people around them and, you know, bad decisions that they might make. And it's just that kind of purity of just being, of where your only concern was, what am I going to play today? Yeah. You know, or, you know, doing the homework on time and blah, blah, blah. That, that's what every child should be having. Um, and I think adults sometimes forget as well that children are capable of, of having bad mental health. Like, yeah, kids are resilient, that's true, but we can't rely on the idea that, oh, one day they'll be able to sh get over it and shove it yeah. to the back of their heads. Kids hold on to things. Yeah, they do. They really do. And I think it's so important that now we're, we're making a normal thing where we're having counsellors in primary schools to talk to kids about how they're feeling. Mm because we don't know some of the stories that are going on. I, I never, the closest thing I ever had to that kind of thing when I was a kid, we were doing something in school, like a, a, a PE thing or whatever. And I was in a really bad mood, I don't know why. I, and I'm not usually a badly behaved child, but I just didn't interact. I walked away, did my own thing, 
did my own angry stomp and <laughs> um and i thought i'm gonna get in trouble because i wasn't listening and i was prepared for the consequences my teach and a teacher took me to a room and i was expecting her to shout at me and tell me off and she just asked me about how i was just asked me about how i was and i was like um what is this and so i spoke to about how i was feeling and i felt better and i left and i realized they were she counseled yeah. me and and that was that was like back in the early yeah. 2000s where I didn't think that was really a thing. I didn't know what counselling was. Um, and, the, and now as an adult, I remember it just hit me as an epiphany when I went, oh my gosh, you counselled me. That's huge. Well, what's incredible is I think we're finally getting to understand that, you know, when children behave badly, it doesn't mean they're naturally, they're just like deliberately disrupting the class or they're just bad children. It's often because the bad behaviour is the only way they know how to express because mm. we haven't actually given them the emotional literacy or the tools to express the way they feel. Definitely. It's just an energy. When you've got this energy trapped inside, it has to, it's like a kettle. The kettle's boiling. You can't, if you cover the lid, it'll explode or the, the steam will come out somewhere. Yeah. It's exactly the same. So in that moment, someone gave you an opportunity to release some of that steam without it Kind of continuing as the anger front it was like oh hang on i can actually talk about how i feel i can release this energy in, in the form of voice yeah. and explanation mm. and have someone listen mm. and it's and that's just such an important thing and especially when we went to case and i went to visit a school and we heard some of the stories of the children and they they nearly broke me. I mean, yeah. these are things of children who've lost parents yeah. at like early ages or cousins and you're there and you're thinking oh my like I, I'm terrified to, to have that happen to me now. Yeah. And you've had that happen to you when you were eight. And here you are now and you just, all you want to do is like wrap that child up and, and just like protect them at all costs. It's a, it's a painful situation because you want to do so much, mm -hmm. but you can't, you know, you've just got to trust that that child's going to get through it and that they're going to have the support around them that they need. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for the next time I get to do it, but at the same time, I dread it. I know it's gonna, it's gonna. Well, make sure you talk me. about what you feel off the back of that as well. And also, we're gonna, we're gonna end part one now, but I can say a big shout out to Kate Thistleton as well. I love mm. her. She's been, we love you, Katie. Love Katie. Love she you. probably won't be listening. She might be. Who knows? If you are stomping and listening, text me and say that you've listened because then we'd love that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode of me and Reese Stevenson in Peel Park. If your route today is a little longer, make sure to go and listen to part two now or come back to catch up on your walk tomorrow. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.